Thanks, a very big welcome to Now That's What I Call Sport on 98FM. 98 FM's Now That's What I Call Sport with Jamie Moore. Hello, good morning. You are very welcome to the That's What I Call Sport here on Dublin's 98 FM. We've got a busy hour ahead between now and 10. We're going to ask Dublin manager Jim Gavin if he cares where his team play after a motion to have the Dubs banned from playing certain All-Ireland games at their home venue in Croke Park was thrown out this week. We'll play in O'Toole Park, Parma Park or any other park for that matter. We'll play anywhere we play. I, I, I've um, I've no particular you know view on it in terms of where they ask us to play. We just turn up and get on, do our best. Yeah, O'Toole Park, Parnell Park, or any other park for that matter. I wonder what he play in Fairview Park. Maybe not, but yeah, great answer there from Jim Gavin. Quite tongue-in-cheek, should I say. The Dublin ladies boss, Nick Bowen, and goalkeeper Kira Trant will also join us after a Dubs doubleheader against Mayo at Croke Park last night. And two wins as well. We'll find out why an umpire had to be stretchered off. 98FM's League of Ireland Sunday will check in with all four Dublin Premier Division clubs and a busy weekend of action. We'll find out about the cheekiest photo involving a League of Ireland player I've ever seen and then one of the cheekiest penalties we've ever seen from Shamrock Rovers' new boy Aaron McInef. I had it on my head because, because um, a few of the lads were a... But I knew my, my favourite side and, and I knew the keeper, well, I thought the keeper was going to dive either way and he did dive to a, a certain side, which I, well, I thought he was going to dive that side anyway, so I had it on my head and I just thought oh, I may as well give it a go and thankfully it went on. Yes, Aaron did a Penenka. If you don't know what that is, we will tell you very shortly. And then it's all about the Six Nations with a host of Ireland stars as our men's, ladies and under-20s teams clash with Italy this weekend. Ex-Lions, Leinster and Ireland man Shane Byrne on why we simply have to beat the worst team in Six Nations history. From Ireland's point of view, they have a bit of a way to go to get back to where they were. So we want to see a very strong outing against the Italians. Very strong. And none of this messing around with them. Like, Italy, you still have to go out. You still have to beat them. You have to stick to your plan. You don't get messed around with what they do. Yeah, great competition as well. We're going to be giving away a League of Ireland season ticket to a club of your choice. 98 FM. Now that's what I call sport. Yes, good morning. You're very welcome to the show. It's just seven minutes past nine in Dublin and Nathan Whelan is up bright and early in his Man United jersey. Always, yeah. Always. Uh, repping uh, my favourite club, I have to say, Jay. So, uh, Man U against Liverpool. Massive game today in the Premier League. Now, uh, we're sponsored by the LFC store, which we, which we always speak about, so you should actually be sacked on the spot for wearing a <laughs> horrible Man U jersey I in w- our studio. I would rather be sacked than don a Liverpool jersey, Jay. Who's going to win? United 2-1. Okay, well, I think Liverpool will win... <sighs> 3-2 maybe I think it could be Ooh, a great game shrewd call. so like yes uh, we're really looking forward to that game and uh, myself and Nathan will be whatsapping each other to and fro as the game is going on as we were last night at Croke Park I was at Croke Park and thanks very much to the Irish Independent for having me in their executive box Nathan it was lovely I'm sure you had to mention that did you we had caviar and all these sort of posh foods it was quite nice I'd rather stand on the hill and cheer on my team yeah well we enjoyed the ladies which we're going to speak about in just a moment but first of all Jim Gavin's team back to winning ways yeah and they definitely needed it it was an impressive performance it finished one twelve to 7 points for Dublin two losses already in this league campaign they definitely couldn't afford another one a goal from Cormac Coslow and a first half penalty save from Evan Comerford helped the boys in blue get back to winning ways yeah, let's hear now from the Dublin manager, Jim Gavin, who's been speaking to our Stephen Doyle. Yeah, I think we, we've got to be satisfied from a Dublin perspective with the, you know, the, the, the workman-like um, performance from the Dublin players. They were relentless from the very first ball. Um, we created a lot of scoring opportunities in the game, which is very, very pleasing. And um, 
obviously we got the two points as well, so we're happy with that. Just on um, Cormac Costa, obviously a brilliant game, game performance tonight. Is it still with the minutes that he's getting under his belt that he's, his confidence is up, or is there something else you'd attribute to his brilliant performances so far this year? Well, Cormac worked really hard in the off season, um, so he's, he's he's very fresh and. Uh, he's obviously very fit now as well, so that, that's great to see. And, and uh, like he, he, he's, he's a very skillful, skillful player. He's work, he works hard at the skills of the game. Um, but uh, you know, you know above all, he's, he's, a, he's a team player, and I thought he set up some, set up some great scores and gave some great assists there during, during the game. So um, you know, from team context, we're very happy. Jim, we're hoping obviously the umpire makes a full and speedy recovery from that incident yeah. during the game. But it did eat into the, the clock for the sin bin for one of the Mayo players is that something maybe that the, the, the head was the top brass need to look at maybe yeah um, yeah I, I, my interpretation of the rule was that if there was an injury I thought the clock was stopped um, that's what I think happened to us up and as I was told uh, when we we'd, um, we'd, we'd, we'd two players um, had black cards against uh, uh, force of black cards against Monon and um, yeah so we were down in man for 20 minutes as such in the game and I do recall the clock being stopped up there when there was a, maybe a stoppage so but uh, listen first and foremost I hope the, 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 the umpire is um, he's okay I didn't actually see it the angle I was at did he get a was it a full, full, full? Yeah, yeah. It was just accidentally, obviously. Mm, yeah, he fell into him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that will be the interpretation. But listen, it's, that's, it's very rare you see that happen in the game. Just hope he's okay, and we turn our best wishes to him. Yeah, the Dublin manager Jim Gavin speaking to our Stephen Doyle at Croke Park last night after the win over Mayo in the Alliance National Football League. Now, Nathan, the umpire got injured, and it was a heavy hit from a Mayo player. And fair play to the medical staff from both Dublin and Mayo who ran over to treat him, and then. When we discovered that he was actually not very seriously injured, the scooter stretcher drove across the pitch to collect him, picked him up. But before they picked him up, they took his white coat off him because they needed someone else to become the umpire. And they gave his white coat to one of the linesmen from the women's game, I think. Okay. Who apparently was the first ever umpire to umpire a match in shorts because they normally wear the black trousers. We had the long coat on down to his knees and then the football <laughs> socks, which, which looked a bit funny. I love the and professional then, game. As the injured umpire was being uh, scootered away... The fans, 30,000 at uh, Croke Park yesterday, gave him a big round of applause and he gave him a little wave which got a big cheer, so we think he's okay. Hopefully he's okay. Just see the thing, if that happened to me, I'd feel the pressure to actually have to go off on the scooter because I'd say he was grand, but you see it coming over halfway across the pitch and you're like, oh, I have to get on this now. I think that's what he was thinking. Yeah, it was one of those moments where he got flattened, but the game went on. So the other umpire ran over to try and see was his colleague okay, but the ref was up the other end of the pitch following the play. As you do. So there was a few seconds before the game was actually stopped and... It was, you know, at the time you're, you were quite concerned for his help, but now that he's actually okay and the scooter came, you're actually going, that was actually quite unique. Because I've never seen a ref or an umpire or anything ever get injured. But we've been having a look on YouTube. It happens in basketball, happens in the Premier League where refs get it. And we're not talking about being assaulted or anything. We're talking about, you know, a a, a, injury. Yeah, an injury that happens that I have to actually be subbed off. And it's more common than you actually think. Yeah, like I, I found one here, uh, Bobby Madley. It was only 2017 he was refereeing a game against Stoke and Leicester and he pulled up 30 minutes in with a toy injury and had to be replaced by the fourth official. It's not. Not a, not every day you see something like that, but it's always, you know, humorous. Yes, yeah, so uh, the uh, very best of luck to that umpire. Hopefully he's back uh, fighting fit and on the 
the goal line for a game coming up soon. Now let's hear from the Dublin man of the match, Cormac Costello. He was brilliant during the game and he spoke to Air Sport afterwards. Cormac, you're making a bit of a habit of this. Last time out in Crow Park, you were man of the match. Same here again, 1-4 for you. You must be delighted with another great performance. Yeah, um, delighted, like you said. Um, to be honest, the most important thing today was coming and getting two points uh, on the board and we're just happy to come out with the results. You know, that platform now that this will give you going down to Roscommon next week, you know, win was needed considering the result in Kerry. Yeah, it was, um, it was a real workman's performance there today. Um, like you said, two points is very important, but that's all it is. Two points is on to the next game now. By no means a classic. Was it tough in the legs out there? Yeah, like Mayo, was, it's always a competitive game against Mayo. Like they're very top, top side, and every time we play them, it's a difficult game. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's going to take an awful lot out on the legs. Great win for the boys in blue. Now, Nathan, news this week, and you're going to need to explain this to me because Donegal put a motion forward to Congress yeah. to not allow Dublin play some games in Croke Park. So last year, for the first year, the All-Ireland quarterfinals were replaced by the Super 8s, which yeah. means that each of the teams in the quarterfinals plays three matches, and then the top two in each group go through to the semifinals. And they play one match at home, one match away, and one match in a neutral venue. But because Dublin used Croke Park as their home venue, last year they played two games at Croker, one at home and one neutral, but at home. And Donegal weren't happy with this. Yeah, well, it seems to be there. Are they the only county that has a problem with this? I they were the heard. only one who, who protested, yes. Yeah, I think it's a, bit, it's a bit ridiculous considering that Parnell Park is their home venue. And if you're looking at it from a fan's perspective, you want the most amount of fans that can go to a game. So I can understand why Dublin are pushing for uh, Crow Park to be used. But it was put before, uh, before GA Congress in Wexford, but it was well beaten. Only 36% of delegates actually went with Donegal on it. So this means Jim Gavin's men will, of course, play two games in Crow Park this summer, should they make it to the Super 8 and um, yeah so fingers crossed uh, we will see Jim Gavin's men play two games in Crow Park yes let's hear now from the man himself who was asked by our Stephen Doyle about the news this week of the protest about the matches well that's John Coslow's you know he remit he's our county board secretary so he represents the county you know Dublin uh, um, Dublin uh, Dublin GEA um, my job is, is uh, my role is I'm a team manager of the Dublin senior football team Um so I've always let the, our, our administrator and officials do their job and I'll do mine to, to the best of my ability. We'll play in O'Till Park, Parnell Park or any other park for that matter. We've, we've, we're just, you know, just, just delighted to be able to get the opportunity to, 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 to involve this team and, and um, so we don't mind if we play. So we'll, we'll, but we'll play anywhere we play. I, I've, um, uh, I've no particular you know, view on it in terms of where they ask us to play. We just turn up and get on do our best. Nathan, I love that line. We'll play in this park, that park, which are actually stadiums that happen to be called like O'Toole Park or any other park. Love to see uh, Jim Gavin and the Dublin lads playing up in uh, the Phoenix Park, wouldn't you? It'd be great. Actually, yeah. wouldn't you? You'd have the... My mind has gone blank. What are those animals that are around deer. the park called? The deer. Deer. And deer, deer Jamie. I should have known that, shouldn't I? Yeah. You could have the deer watching and all the tourists. That'd be great. And they should do an exhibition match there maybe at some Just stage. But Free uh, free uh, match with the Dublin All-Stars. You can't complain. Yeah, now next up for the Dubs, they're going to be away to Ross Common in Dr. Hyde Park. It is a park, Nathan, on a Sunday, March 3rd. And here's Jim's views on that one and trying to make it another win in the league. We'll, our, our, our concentration now is on, on Ross Common. That's just, I'm trying to get a performance there uh, as best we can. You know, it's going to be a really tough game down there. Um, and um, that's just where our focus is and we, we've just taken it one game at a time as we always have in the previous seasons games have gone with us or gone against us you know it's a really competitive league and you have to be on song for each of the games you play and, and 
you know, I said our focus will, will, will shift to Roscommon and that's just where our eyes will be. Now, was it Dubs double header at Croker yesterday? The men played at seven before them, the ladies played at five and it was a great game. There wasn't a massive crowd in. You would have liked more to be there to watch the match because Croker is so big, of course. But the uh, girls in blue McBones team were winners. They were indeed. It was an impressive comeback win over Mayo. Uh, they were trailing 3-2 to 1-2 after 20 minutes but an inspired Neve McAvoy performance. She scored 1-5 to help the girls in blue complete a huge second half comeback to go top of the Little National Football League. The game finished Dublin 1-17, Mayo 3-9. Yeah, and Mick spoke to our Ashling O'Reilly afterwards. So Mick, a great win out there. It didn't come easy. They definitely fought back in the end. Yeah, um, good contest in fairness to Mayo. They put it up to us and they were probably in the driving seat for a large part of that game but look, we were delighted we showed some good character to come back into it. Uh, you know, lesser teams might have just given up the ghost because it is hard work but uh, look there was parts of our game we were delighted with and other parts we weren't so happy with Yeah Mayo definitely got um, a few easy goals has to be said do you think the defence in the first half were you worried at all? We were yeah we were at sixes and sevens but that's the whole National League is about for you know probably we had five girls there this evening so the first start out in Crow Park so all those things take its toll um, and you really don't know until you put them into the cauldron how they're going to perform. So there's no point in training them every week if you're not going to give them those opportunities to play. Yeah, that's it. And I'd say a lot of the girls are probably balancing college. There's uh, quite a number of them with college. Uh, so we don't we don't see them during the week. We give them that time with their colleges until the that competition is over. I think that's only fair. And looking ahead to Westmead now in the next game? Yeah, delighted. So these run of games are great because you're getting a, a great opportunity to give girls games and it's a learning period. So Westmead next Sunday and Monaghan then, whatever, and I think it's a fortnight after that. So uh, a couple of really good games to look forward to. The Dublin manager Mick Bowen speaking to Ashling O'Reilly who also caught up with the Dubs goalkeeper, superkeeper Kira Trant. So Kira, great win. He's definitely had to fight hard to get it though. Um, yeah, it's always that way with Mayo. Um, I suppose we came in at halftime and we were very disappointed with our showing. Um, so we needed a big performance in the second half and, you know, we crept over the line. But one point or more, that's all we wanted. And was it something that Mick said at halftime that pushed us on? No, look, Mick doesn't need to say anything to us. You know, we're mature and experienced enough. We knew ourselves at halftime what the problems were and we were able to come up with solutions for that. So it was just a matter of coming in together and um, gathering ourselves and setting out a plan for the second half and with pre-season how tough has that been on you pre-season's always tough <laughs> it's not something anybody looks forward to um, but no it's great to have uh, so many league games um, and that the league is so competitive it, it's excellent and it really sets you up for championship so um, you know we've had a few tests already this uh, this league season and um, we've Westmead next week so that'll be another test for us yeah, and also a double header here with the men's teams. How big is it for ladies' games to have these sorts of games? It's huge, and I suppose we're very conscious about you know promoting the game when we do have opportunities. You know, and I say the same for the Cork and Tipperary girls playing um, a double header with the men tonight as well. You know, it's a massive opportunity for us to go out and show our sport, and you know we have to put on a show um, to encourage people to come to ladies' football's game. And I think anyone that came tonight kind of got a show anyway. Um, it was a great second half, so hopefully that will promote the game more. But it's, it's huge, and just to play in Crow Park, you know, it's something you dream of when you're younger. You don't take it for granted any time you come here. No, definitely not. And you mentioned Westmead next weekend, so how will you prepare now for that? Uh, we have to go back and learn from today um, what we did well. Uh, can we improve it and then learn from our mistakes? Um, 
and it's just you know we're, we approach every game the exact same way so it's just about getting those little things right Up the dubs well done Kira Trant and the ladies for their uh, win yesterday now the Camogie team also in action today they play Clare at Cusack Park throw in there is at 11.45 they were beaten by Limerick last time at 5th in the Division 1 table, which is actually second last. Now, not fifth, but actually third in Division 1B of the National Alliance Hurling League are the Dubs Hurlers. Uh, last weekend, they were beaten by 20 points to 1-11 in Galway. Today, though, back at home at Parnell Park, 2 o'clock throwing against Waterford. Now, after last weekend's defeat, our Steve O'Connor caught up with the Dubs manager, Matty Kenny. Of course, his first season in charge, and he's been asked about how uh, the team have been playing so far under him and where they're at in terms of their goals for the year. You're only a few... You know, you're only a few competitive games into your tenure, Matty. Do you think is it going to take a long time to close the gap on teams like Galway and Limerick? Like, do you have the players there now, or is this a long-term project over one, two, three years? Look, you know, the when you're when you're in this game, like you know, there's you know, you're always getting ready for the next game, and like you know, um, and the game we're playing in, obviously, uh, like you know, coming down today, like you know, uh, we're not looking for any time. We, we want we wanted a better performance than we give today. And uh, there's probably a number of contributing factors why that didn't happen, but uh, we got to identify them and uh, and try to resolve them and move, move on. Like you know, like you know, you know, playing Galway here today, you know, there's, there's some, something I welcome, like you know, because uh, you know that's where you're going to find out exactly where you're at. And uh, so you know, when you come down down to places like Pierce Stadium, down against a college team like Galway, then then you know where you're at, and uh, you know you're not in any false. False situation, your or false position. You know, so you know exactly what what you're up against, and we know what we have to do. And uh, we just got to get back, as I say, back into the training ground, start working on these things. Just to, you can shoot this down if you want as well. Um, look, obviously there was a lot of talk the last couple of weeks about Jeremy Connolly coming back to Dublin, being in training, that kind of thing. Was he ever on your radar at all to maybe try and get him in with the hurling panel? No, he wasn't. Uh, you know, because I haven't spoken to Jeremy. No, he's. Uh, uh, no dancers haven't spoken. And if he wasn't going to play football this year, do you think you'd be interested in maybe giving him a call and try and get him involved? I, I don't think so. I'm quite happy with the squad I have at the moment. You know, we've a lot of talent and quality in our squad, so we picked our squad for the league and this is what we're moving forward with. Yeah, that's the Dubs Hurlers in action later on today at Parnell Park. Two o'clock throw-in uh, for the Dubs against Waterford in their latest Allianz Hurling League game. 98FM. Now that's what I call sport. Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9, only on 98FM. Some people take the straight path in life. But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more.